0: Glory to God. Today I plan to lay foundation for a series I title Intentional Living, a daily walk in victory. It's a teaching about faith and that faith is intentional. Faith is intentional. Faith is deliberate. Faith is on purpose. Last, I think last month or so, I was talking about multiplication. You should get that CD or get that message. It's on MP3. There's another message I would recommend for someone to get as well a well of living water. Get that message and listen to it over and over again. But today, I'm trusting God to attempt to establish in our hearts the essence of God where victory is concerned. The essence of God. To expose us to the presence of God that allows us to experience victory every day regardless of the circumstance. It's possible for you to have victory regardless of what the situation is saying. It's possible for you to live in victory every day Every day, every day and to bring us to a consciousness of life and living where we are deliberate about life and we move in the direction that we ought to go someone say there is a direction I ought to go there is a way my life should go someone say there is a plan So not to go in the direction where life is taking you. Or where life seems to be pointing you. But to go in the direction where you ought to go. The Bible says train up a child in the way that he should go. So that when he departs, when he grows up, he will not depart from it. Have you ever wondered when when certain people behave in certain ways... And they say ah, this one, they're not training them. So when the Bible says, "Train up a child in the way that he should go," is because when the child is being trained at that moment, he may depart from it. But when he grows up, he will not depart from it. You may tell a child, "Sit down here," and the child, by the time you turn your back, the child has run away. You don't say, "Leave on a small picking." No, I said, "Sit down here." Because when he grows, he will not depart from it. The Bible didn't say that at that moment, they will not depart. No. They may not listen at that moment. But what do you do? You keep training the child in the way that the child should go. Because when he grows, then he will not depart from it. And our God is a God of order. God puts everything. Everything in their place, systems and structures. He set things in proper perspective. When he was creating the universe, the waters he separated them from the firmament. The goal for God was not separating the waters from the firmament. That was not his goal. That was not what he was after. He was after something—a creation. But he started by putting light, sun, stars, the moon, separate the waters, the earth, the fish. That was not where he was going. But because he's a God of order, where he's going is somewhere. But he had to set everything, arrange them, put them in proper perspective. So our God is a God of order. And for us to walk in victory, for us to be deliberate about our faith, there are certain things we need to do in order. And it certain things we need to do it deliberately. Okay. God spoke to me about someone here. I had to write it down. Your commitment should not be predicated on the commitment of others. Your commitment to God, to the things of God, should not be predicated on the commitment of others so you look at people and you go you you do things because you measure your commitment to God the way other people's commitment are so your commitment to God and to the things of God is predicated on other people's commitment you look at how they are committed say, after all this person is not committed so, or this person is not doing this. So why should I do it? Or this person is not about this thing. So why should I do it? You should change in yourself. Alright? One of the first things we need to know is that I mean life is bigger than any of us. I did an extensive teaching on that in the multiplication season. Three, three teachings. One, two and three. You can get the message on that and listen to it. Life is bigger than any of us. Any of us. Any of us. is way bigger. You should have a bird's eye view of life. Not a narrow perspective. When you look at life, look at it from the top. It covers many things. So it's not always about us. About the things that affect us. How he spoke to me. How she spoke to me. We're, We're too quick. To do that, we're too quick to personalize people's behavior and actions towards us. It may not even be towards us, maybe towards something else. But we're too quick to put ourselves in the picture and say, Ah, oh, the way he spoke to me, mm, I will not forgive him. That's who he is. That's who he is. So have a bird's eye view of life. All right. Now, let's go. The factors that affect how things happen. There are many factors and many elements that affect how things happen. And they're not single elements. What I mean is that from the example I gave where God, in creating the heavens and the earth, He set the, the waters this way, set the earth this way the fishes, everything, the when it separates them. Those are all those factors come together to make up the earth, to make up the creation of the earth, okay? So the elements that determine how things happen is not a single element, but interconnecting and interrelating elements. There are many things that go on for one event to happen this service, for, for us to have service today for about 2-3 hours or whatever, have first service, have second service, there are lots of planning that would have gone into it we all, we all don't just come and then we just start, no there are many interconnecting things that have happened for these events to happen so the events of your life there are many things many factors to it So when you ask God, it is not like God has not answered you. But what? There are certain factors. There are certain elements that must come together to make that thing happen. Alright? So while all this thing is at play, you still have victory. But we don't know. So we think that because one single event went wrong, Oh, my life is finished. I am messed up. That's what we begin to think. So, it's possible for us to live in victory intentionally. So, I call it intentional living on purpose, deliberately. Single events don't determine an outcome. Just a single event doesn't determine an outcome. You need a, bird, a bird's eye view. You need the bed, a bird's eye view. So ask yourself, what's the big picture? What's the big picture? That's what God asked himself when he was creating the world. He looked at a bigger picture. What's the big picture? So it's not about this person or that person or how this person feels or how that person feels. Uh, angel Michael, what do you feel? Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, create everybody to be green. Uh, angel. What do the angels we used to call? Angel Yure you Ure, what do you say? Say, ah, no, make everybody to be brown. And then they start debating. No, it's not about the feeling. There's a bigger picture. Tell someone there's a bigger picture. So you may lose the battle. But you've not lost the war. The battle is just one event. But the war is a bigger picture. It's a bigger picture. Alright? Turn your Bibles now to Romans. Romans chapter 8. We quote the scripture a lot. It said, and we know, verse 28, that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. The path that we quote the most is that all things work together for good. Yeah, 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 yeah. We focus our attention on that part. All things work together for good. So we go through stuff and say, yeah, all things work together for good. All things work together for good. But you're forgetting something. Go to verse 27. It said, now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is. He who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is. Thus he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So first of all, there is a mind of the spirit. There is a mind. There is something on the mind of God. Somebody say big picture. So when you say all things work together for good. Oh yes. Whatever I'm going on, Yes, they work together for good but according to what? The bigger picture. That's what I was talking about. He said because why those he who searches the hearts knows what is in the mind of God because he makes intercession for the saints according to what? The will of God. According to the plan. According to the big picture. So when he's making intercession, it's not about you. It's not about her. It's according to the big picture. It's according to, So when I'm looking at the big picture, I can confidently say, all things work together for good. Because I've seen the big picture. And I put myself in that big picture. I can confidently say all things. So when I'm going through everything I'm going through, I find out what's the big picture, God. And as long as I can plug myself in with that big picture that's in the mind of God, all things work together for good. So verse 26, scripture talks about the help, the help of the spirit in prayer. The help of the spirit in prayer lets us know that there is a way, there is a plan. And there is a way we ought to pray according to a plan. So I'm not just praying here, praying there. Oh, let's just pray. Say, what are we praying about? No, no, we we'll just pray. No, 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 no we we'll they just pray. No, 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 there is a plan. So when I focus on that plan and focus on that big picture, all things work together for good. So if it's not my plan or your plan, it's not your it's not even my plan or your plan or even the spirit's plan. It's the plan and the will of the Father. And then we say, All things work together for good. Then it says, Those who love God to those who are the called actors. According to his purpose here we see purpose again that's the essence of existence it's not about anybody else, seriously it's about his plan who are called according to his purpose so he proposed something he set something to happen and then he called us So we are not called to do our own what? Agenda. We are called to do His purpose. So life is bigger than you. Situations don't always have to be about you. There is a bigger picture. Even when it's not going the way you expect. Know that you are a small fraction of a wider, bigger and greater expectation a wider and bigger and greater expectation look at what Paul said in Philippians chapter 4 turn your Bibles there, Philippians chapter 4, Paul Paul had an opinion from verse 11 it is not that I speak in regard to need for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content I know how to be abased and I know how to abound every where and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. You know, verse fourteen is what we quote a lot. I can do all things through Christ, the strengthens me. Yes, you can do all things, but look at Paul's perspective. See, I have learned that in whatever state I am, to be content. I've learned to stick with the plan. I've learned both to be full and to be hungry. both to abound. So he's chasing a bigger picture. He said, it's not about me being full or me being hungry. It's not about me being abounding. Of. He said, no. They said, there's a bigger picture. He said, I can do all things through Christ. See, that's the bigger picture. So when I am full, I can do all things through him because it's the bigger picture. When I am empty, I can do all things through him because there's a bigger picture he's saying to himself that look it's really not about me my life don't matter here why because it's the life of Christ so when I say I can do all things it is true Christ and what Christ once done so it's chasing a bigger picture so the nitty gritty of everyday limitations don't keep him down he rises above them each time Why? He's focusing on the strength that Christ supplies. Not the strength that he supplies by himself or by the things that happen. No. He's focusing on the strength. So when I am suffering hunger, I can do all things through Christ. So I'm focusing on Christ's strength, not my strength. When I am bound to much, I'm focusing on Christ's strength. I can do all things through Christ. So Christ becomes the center point for me. All right? So, I focus on the strength that Christ supplies, not the circumstances surrounding my experiences. My experiences don't determine my strength. I focus on Christ and I draw strength from there. Alright, I remember it was last Sunday. I woke up in the morning. The day before, everybody at home was sick. My daughter was sick. My son was sick. My wife wasn't feeling too well. On Sunday morning, I mean, we had to come to church. I woke up about 3 a.m. and boy I could feel the sickness. I mean I felt it. I felt sick. I haven't I haven't been sick in over ten years. I felt sick. I felt it all over me. So I said, God, this is one of the days. I call, I said, call I'm preaching today. or oh, grace, Tayo, Why don't take over the service? But no responsibility. So while I was praying there, I knew it was an attack of the enemy. So I got, the bigger picture was not about me. The bigger picture was that we needed to have a great service. That was the bigger picture. So I got on my knees and I was praying, just worshiping God, preparing and all that. And I rebuked the sickness. I literally felt the sickness rise up and leave my body and I came to church. My family didn't come to church. I was the only one that came. So, I could have focused on a smaller picture. But it's not about me. No. Anytime the enemy attacks you in any way, he's attacking your faith. He's not attacking your finances. He's not attacking your health. He's not attacking your family. He's attacking your faith. He's going after your faith. Why? Because he knows that if I can get his or her faith, I've gotten him. If I can get him to change his perspective, I've gotten him. Recently, I read a story of Joshua Harris. I still felt so, not so happy about it. The guy who wrote The Kiss Dating Goodbye said he has... No longer a Christian and all sorts and all sorts and all sorts. I was telling somebody, I said if he's no longer a Christian, he should come and take his book and give him back my money. Abby. He was apologizing for the things he wrote in the book that has helped and changed lives. He's now saying he's no longer a Christian. CNN carried it, this thing carried it. Like, if that's the case, he should refund all our money because we made him a millionaire. It was a best-selling book. He sold millions of copies at the time. glory to God so limitations don't define us when enemy attacks he attacks to get our faith because once we begin to change our perspective we are no longer seeing the bigger picture we are now thinking it's about us it's never about anybody creation is not about you and I it's about the plan of God what he wants to do what he wants to accomplish he's only using us to accomplish it he's only using us to bring that plan to pass so each time we engage in the supernatural or engage in the presence of God and we are and God is walking through us let us realize that hey there's a bigger picture here there's a bigger picture and the quicker you plug yourself to the bigger picture the more relevant you are in the hand of God. Because God knows that this one, I can trust him, I can trust her. I can commit to him, I can commit to her. Because he will know that it is not about him. What did he say of Abraham? Say said, I know him. He will command his children and his children's children after me. That's what the Bible says. That's that's the testimony of God to him. Say said, I know him. So I know him. that sickness, disease, limitations come. It doesn't mean that you should give in to it. Oh, I'm now sick. I oh, feel my body. Oh, it's temperature. It's going high. It's my sickness. It always come every February. I mean, people are like that. They say, they, they, ah, you know February they come, nana. February are they sick. There, there are people like that. The devil almost made me believe that every September I must fall ill. Almost believed it. So when it was getting to September, I said, hey, sickness is coming. Lo and behold, September will come, bam, I'll fall ill. I said, I know, it's just, it's my own way of life. Then after September, I'm good again. So when it's getting to September, that's how my life used to be. One day I said to myself, Haba began to walk on my faith. Deliberately and consciously, Some of the scriptures that come to my mind. I have the mind of God. I will confess out loud and speak out loud. I have the mind of God. I think the way God thinks. There's healing and health and wholeness for my body. I will feel the symptom. That the symptom is there does not mean the sickness should remain. Are you getting me? That the limitation is there. The obvious limitation or difficulty is there. It does not mean you should succumb to the circumstance. You can live in victory every day. Every day, deliberately. So how the situation is going does not mean that you should go in that direction. No. It's only testing you and trying to tell you, should we go this way, hospital way? He said, okay, will we will go there. Will we will go there. He said, oh, okay, and it leads you there again should we go this way husband we say hell no I'm going this way healing is mine health is mine wholeness is mine I lack nothing I have abundance i not lack that becomes your declaration what are you doing you are standing in faith you are not standing on your word you are standing on Christ's word I can do all things through Christ so it's not my plan. It's a bigger plan. That you, you live in health and homeless. It's not your plan. So why do you think that, hey, the devil will give you thumbs up. Hey, you got it right Mister. time. No, it's the plan of God. He wants me in health. Beloved, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper even as your soul prospers. It's a bigger plan. So when I stand my ground concerning my health, concerning my family, concerning my finances, I'm standing my ground on a bigger plan. So I'm saying, hey devil, listen. It's not about me or you. It's about the God who wants to prosper me and increase me. Why? For his bigger picture. Okay. So if I'm whole and healthy, I can come to church and preach and people will be blessed. So devil, step aside. You're not dealing with me here. It's a bigger picture. So God is using me for a bigger So I'm not looking at myself. I'm looking at the bigger picture. So I live every day in victory. Why? Because the victory that we have in Christ Jesus is final. It's a total victory. He will not go and die on the cross again. He has died once and for all. And said it is finished. So if everything is finished, then I live in victory said, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. He said, having done all to stand, therefore stand, taking up what? The whole armor of, is it yours? Come on. The whole armor of God. So how are you standing? You're standing with his armor. Take the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness. It is God's armor. So when you want to stand, the reason you've been seeing defeat daily is because you've been standing on your own armor. The armor of God will not fail. When you take that one to stand, you see victory. The symptom may be there. The limitation may be very obvious. Maybe staring at you in the face. But the fact that it's there does not mean it should remain. Doesn't mean that you should go the way it's telling you to go. no. No. I met a dear friend of mine, a, a, a fellow pastor, some time ago. And, then, and she, was, she was trusting God to have a child. And we got talking and, and she was like, oh, you know, I've been to the doctors and the doctor said that um, there's something about my womb that, that so I cannot, I, cannot, um, I cannot conceive and stuff like that. So she was talking. I stopped her right there. And I said, what are you talking about? God does not need your womb to give you a child. God, I know, does not need anything man has to give man anything. He doesn't. God does not need a bank account to give you a million dollars. He doesn't need anything you have to give you anything. He doesn't. The moment I said that light dawned on her, that week she called me back. She said, guess what? I'm pregnant. I said, that's the way to live. I said, that's the way to live. That's the way. They said, I only have one kidney. Don't even have any. You will be so healthy. They won't understand you. Why then do we have kidney, Pastor? It is because we are here. What are you talking about? It's for here. The life we have in Christ Jesus is not subject to natural things. So natural things only work because we are here, but the moment we begin to access the supernatural, we draw strength from the supernatural. Here, said so I will be done, where as in heaven, here on earth. So when you are talking of victory, you are pulling victory from the supernatural here to live every day. He has not called us to live an earthly life on earth; he has called us to live a heavenly life on earth. So you are supernatural you say, the declarations you make hey, if I, if I, saw, I just don't have any money right now, it's okay it's okay, I preach something about that but I can't remember the topic now when Jesus was to ride on a donkey what did he say? he said go and get the donkey that no man had ridden on imagine that donkey before Jesus told them to go and get it this see your life, now here you did since all these years, nobody has written on you. Stay there. Stay there. There's a time coming for you. Stay there. Stay there. Stay there. There's, a time. There's a bigger picture. When you probe yourself with that bigger picture, I don't care how long you have been without. When the time comes, they will send for you. And then you will be the one at the center of the of, the, of attraction. And everybody will be putting palm fronds to honor you. Say, ah, Ooh, we did not know that they were preparing him for a bigger picture. It wasn't about the everyday donkey ride, carry carry things to the market and come back. No. Preparing for the master's use. A bigger picture. Imagine that donkey. Say, all that donkeys, is past. Hey, you still there? Ah, we will don't go market, come back three times. But none of them was fit enough for the master. He said, go and get the donkey that no man had written on. No man had written on. Somebody say there's a bigger picture. So stay focused and trust God. Every one of us have a wealthy place in God. Everyone. Everyone. No obstacle is strong enough to keep us from getting there. Unless we give in to those obstacles. That's the way God designed us. He designed us to provide certain values. And these values sometimes are usually disguised in problems. Usually disguised. And the value that God has designed us to provide, no other design can give that value. They're usually designed in problems. So when we find that value and devote our humanity to supplying it, everything else becomes irrelevant greatness is born and victory is achieved. Look at, if you get out at night, look at all the stars. There is no one star that outshines the other one. None. They have their own glory. Nobody can outshine you. I don't care if you are doing the same thing. There is a glory on you. Nobody can outshine it. I say, ah, pastor, they started before me. Ah, they started like 10 years ago, and I'm just starting. Ah, you don't understand. There's a bigger picture. The moment you plug yourself to that bigger picture, I don't care if it's 10 years or 20 years they have gone. I remember a story of a man. He went to one of our, one of our, our fathers in and, and the Lord and said to him, he said, ah, daddy, everybody has gone. Everybody in my class that we graduated together, they've all gone. This one is doctor of this. This one has our own hospital. This one is this. He said, really? Where have they gone to? They have gone their own way. When you are ready, go your own way. Overtaking is what? Allowed. Like Tire is always saying. Overtaking is allowed. At the end of the day, what happened? When God would give him a job, he got a job in United Nations. Got the job in United Nations. He was handling a department. By the time he, he rose in rank, they asked him to recruit people. The people that had gone came to submit CV for him to recruit. What are you talking about? Where have they gone to? your own race. There is a bigger... Nobody can outshine you. There is a wealthy place for each of us. Your own wealthy place. Your own. Your own. He said the the prince will be even like a servant. And the servant will be on horses. I asked God, Why? He said the day the prince realizes he's a prince he will get on the horse he'll get on the horse the day he realizes the prince he will get on the horse so no star outshines the other they are glorious in their own space and you and i need to realize how important it is for us to focus on the bigger picture of god and align ourselves with that bigger picture the purpose of God per time that allows us to live in victory every day you realize that as you're going and you have a flat tire it's not about you having a flat tire no hey I'm going something happened to me it's not about that happening to you no there is a bigger picture focus on it God had planned you ahead before now so two things I want you to know that it's very important is that one, so that you know how to fight and win. So that you know how to fight and win. We're not fighting to lose. We're fighting to win. And we're not winning because, hey, at the end of the day, we say we won. No, we already won, so we are standing our ground in the victory we have in Christ Jesus. That's why we fight. So our fight is not to say, let me see if I will win. No. We have won in him. So when we fight, we stand our ground and enforce the victory that he got for us. So we hold the victory banner and say, this is the victory that Christ has gotten for me. So we tell it to sickness, we tell it to lack, we tell it to everything that is facing us. That this is the victory that Christ has gotten for me. That's what we're doing. We're raising up the banner. Each time we're raising up the banner. Sickness comes, lack comes. Things happen to us that is unfavorable, circumstances that we don't like, we raise the banner and say, This is the because each time the devil wants you to put down that banner, but no, we keep it flying, so we stand our ground. We stand our ground. Then the second thing is that so that we know our limitations, and then do what we ignore them. I read a book, I think it's John Mason, many years ago. Says, know your limitations and ignore them. Ah, I thought, really? But they've always taught us that know your limitations so that you can guard yourself. He said, no. Know that this is my limit. Then do what? Ignore it and keep going. Because you, know your, you already know your limit. So why are you standing there? No. It's there to limit you. That's why it's a limitation. So ignore it and keep going. So you know it. Ah, Pastor, this is my limit. Oh, yes, no problem. But ignore it. Why focus on a bigger picture? I can do all things through Christ. So Christ is a much bigger picture without limits. So I focus on that. Paul had a perspective. Philippians 3, as I close, from verse 3. He said, For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. Rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. That's who we are. That's the description of who we are. He said, though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh. He said, why? If you think that, let's boast about something. Ah, I can boast though. I can. I was circumcised the eighth day. I'm of the stock of Israel. Of the tribe of benjamin a hebrew of hebrews concerning the law a pharisee concerning zeal persecuting the church concerning the righteousness which is in the law blameless what are you talking about uh-uh. see my pedigree uh, what but what things are gained to me these I have counted loss for who for christ the bigger picture ah uh, You don't understand. I'm a master's holder. I hold two masters. Two masters and three servants. I hold a PhD in PhD. So what? So what? So what? He said, but what things are gained to me? Because I have counted loss for Christ. So I've looked at Christ as my bigger picture. I've looked at Him as my victory. So as long as I align myself in that loop where Christ is, I'll always have victory. No matter how my day turns out. Because I know that my everyday is not about me. On Wednesday I was talking about it. I said every resource that comes to your life should be for the benefit of humanity. Every gift and grace that God has endowed you with should be for the benefit of mankind you look at people and always want to be a blessing always asking in your heart what can i do for humanity what can i do for the people around me what can i do in my community what can i do how can i use my gift and my grace to to pour out and make people and, 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 and be a blessing to people how can christ find expression through me because i have value to add you keep doing that. The more you ask that question, the more heaven begins to turn its attention to you. Why? Because they know that your life is not about you. It's about a bigger picture. So when that becomes your focus, you can stand before a Goliath and say look, what are you talking about? There's a bigger picture here. Is it because all this noise you're making? With small stone, I'll remove your head. What are you talking about? You're bold to say so. Why? Because it's not about you. There's nothing you want to gain. What does David want to gain personally? Nothing. Said there's a bigger picture, there's a wider picture, bigger than Goliath's nonsense is talking about. You're, you make bold to make such statements. Even when you have zero naira, you can tell yourself, is it bank account? Story, let it be zero, but I lack nothing. Let it be zero, but I lack nothing. Because you're not living by that. There's a bigger picture. God, if you ask, if you say it's time, it is time. As long as you still need me here. All the projects you have put in my heart to do. Let's do it. Sometimes, when my account is reading zero, what I just do, I just smile and laugh. I say, Satan, do you know that I'm still going to do this? I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to do this. And all these things are not small, small money. You. They'll cost tens and tens of millions. So the fact that it is zero now, is irrelevant to me. Because there's a bigger picture. It's a bigger picture. Verse 8. He said, yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things. So the reason I suffer the loss, I count it towards Christ. That in him I live and move. In him I abound. And count them as rubbish. Why? That I may gain. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness. It's not about him. So I'm found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is true faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to this death. If by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. So that is his goal. That is the bigger picture. That all these things happening to me. All these daily experiences I'm having. That is looking like I'm not going anywhere. That looking like my expectations are being cut short. No, I'm looking at a bigger picture to attain Christ. The resurrection of the dead. To attain that status. It's a bigger picture. I got a job today. It's because of him. They are paying me 2 million a month. It's because of him. They are paying me 50,000 a month. It's because of him. Emptiness has a purpose. That something is empty doesn't mean it is null. It has a purpose. Ask that donkey. It has a purpose. Your bank account is empty. It has a purpose. It has a purpose. It is full. It has a purpose. A bigger picture. He said, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected. He said, what I do? I press on. I press on. Against all odds, I press on. It's working. I press on. It looks like it's not working. I press on. Why? There's a bigger picture. That I may lay hold that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. So you see, it's not about any of us. It's not. It's not. I press on verse 14. Pull the gold for the price of the, gold, the gold of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal. Say, so let us walk by the same rule, verse 15, and let us be mindful of this thing. There is a bigger picture. Stand to your feet. You know the wisest person I put up on my social media post sometime this week is not always the leader. The one who you think that is the wisest is not always the one that is the leader. It's not always. The loudest voice is not always the one that is heard. And the smartest is not always the one with results. What's the point here? You're not striving to be smart. You're not striving to be loud. You're not striving to be wise. A fool can eventually be the leader. The most quiet person may eventually be the one that everybody's listening to. And the dullest person may eventually be the one getting the most results. We see that a lot. See, this guy, this guy don't know before, secondary school now. Ah! You find that now, he's controlling companies. See, I know this guy now, Now backing this now. You know? So when you begin to chase these factors and you neglect the bigger picture, what happens? You limit yourself. You limit your true potential and you limit the essence of your existence. And then it looks like victory is far. No. There is a bigger picture. And let me shock you. Sometimes, God will not always look for believers to entrust resources to. Sometimes, an unbeliever will be there to entrust the resources to. And we ask ourselves, ah, why? No. Is a bigger picture. God wants something done. He would rather give it to a believer, right? But if the believer is not ready? What does he do? It's a, a bigger picture. So the day the believer is ready, what happens? That's why they say wealth is transferred. There is no who. That's why I challenge us all the time. Dream big. Aim for big things and trust God to lay hold on it. Because some of the dreams that you are having in your heart, you want to do this, you want to do this, you want to do that. There are certain people, unbelievers, doing it right now. And you are here saying, God, why? No, you don't understand. It's not about any of us. It's about a plan that God is following. So anyone who is ready and plugged himself to that plan, God starts running with the person. Cyrus! What did he call him? My anointed. (laughs) You don't understand. But Cyrus was the bad guy. Yes, he's my anointed. I need him for something. Say, ah, how can Trump get in the presidency? You don't understand. (laughs) There is a plan. There is a plan. So when somebody plugs himself to that plan, you're ready. You're ready. I was the least likely, I say it all the time. I was the least likely to be sent to Pastor Botaco Church. I was the least. I if, they, if they wanted to name people, come and Pastor Church. Yeah. But one something happened one day. 2016, September. We had a total life transformation. I think it was three months or so. That three months, I asked God one question. Say, why am I here? That was the question I was asking him. I said, I'm tired. I was pastoring then, but I wanted something more. I said, there's something more about this thing. Why am I here? For three months, we're having prayer meetings in church every day. The day I have money, I will go. The day I did not have, I will walk. Trek. I turned it into jogging. What are you talking about? You're chasing something bigger. I said, okay, jogging. My wife was like, ah, you're jogging? I said, yes. I didn't tell her. I said, I'm jogging. Next time she called, I'm in church. I said, let me just jog to church. I didn't have money. Joke to judge. Had the prayer meeting. One day, I was there. I said, God, I'm tired. My life means something. You showed me pictures of nations. You showed me lives of people. What's going on? And then I started crying. I cried like a baby. Whipped. My tears dropping. My nose dripping. I, I was telling myself, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Comport yourself, guy. What's wrong with you? I couldn't control it. And then God said to me, when a child is born, the child cries for no reason. Say, you've given him birth to something today. Two weeks after, he said to me, Start praying for kings of Podakot. I said, Why? Two weeks after, my general Rosia called me and said, What do you think about starting the church in Padakot? And I smiled. He said, What happened? I said, Two weeks ago, God told me about it. The bigger picture, not about me, but His plan. But I made bold to say, God, what's that plan? What's that plan? It may be bigger than you. You, may we didn't have the resources to start the church. People here say, Ah, and eh, maybe your your headquarters in Chicago. You have church in London. You have church. I don't bring money. Sorry, how much did they bring? It was an obstacle. Now, you have sent me to Batakot. Oh, yeah, come me the money now. Let me come and start this year. Is It's not pastor you call yourself. Did God not call you? I said, hey, He called me. So, oh, yeah, go now. This is ministry. Is this how they do it? I went back to God again. What's the plan? What's the plan? He began to show me the plan. Do this. We're going again. There's an each step of the way there's a plan. It's not about you. When you put yourself in the middle of the things that happen to you, you are thinking small. Lift your hands to heaven. Something greater, something bigger. This season is a season of multiplication. It's a season where God will multiply in us. In many different ways. Dreams will come alive. Visions will come alive. You will run with ideas. You will run with vision. You will run with the grace that God has given you. To multiply. Why is he multiplying your finances? Why? It's not because of you. It's because of his bigger plan. So the moment you begin to plug yourself to the bigger plan. And define a role for yourself. In the creation and humanity. You get on the horse that belongs to you. You don't need to cry about it. No. ah, Oh God, let them not ask me, where is my God? They will ask you. They will ask you. No. They will ask you. Your job is to plug yourself to the plan. Father, from the words that have come here today, I pronounce your blessing upon your people. Father, I ask of you, Cause them to walk upon their high places. Everywhere that you have marked for them to find expression on this earth. Within their space. Within the influence that you have put around them, Father I ask. Let illumination come. So that they live every day intentionally in victory because of the bigger plan and the bigger picture that you have in your heart. Lord everywhere they need help I ask let the help of heaven show up for you everywhere you need assistance angelic assistance let the angels of heaven minister for you so that the bigger plan that God has put in you and all around you will come to pass and if there are any limitations whatsoever By the authority in the name of Jesus. They are put it from today. So that your people can find expression. So that grace can walk in their lives. And that men will be reconciled to you because of them. And there will be a blessing to their world. Thank you Father. It's a new dawn for everyone. In Jesus name glory to God. Put your hands together for the Lord. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Ministries International. For information about Kingsword Ministries visit us at kingsword.org for information and additional resources. Thank you for listening to this message and remember where the word of a king is there's power.